We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Another matinee edition of the post-game show. CP, Ashley Moss, JLS of the Nick of Time show. We almost didn't want to hit the music. Somebody in the chat said, hit the music, but turn it down a notch. <laughs> because it was that ugly. Ashley called it a 90s-style Knicks game. And it was just that. You had two 90s-style coaches cut from the same tree. Two of the worst offenses in the league in a matinee game. That's a recipe for disaster. And that's what we got, man. Knicks get the W still. We'll take it. 91 yep. to 84. But not before building a brick house on Park Avenue with the magic. They take a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And everything falls apart. Magic defense starts to turn up. They turn up on quickly. Pressure quickly on the ball. They put Ennis on him. Switch him. Switch uh, James Ennis on him. Tibbs takes him out. Goes back to the starters. Yep. Magic cut this thing all the way down and take a one-point lead with a minute and 40 seconds left. But it was RJ. It was Julius. It was the big dogs of the Knicks that put it away, man. Ugly one, but we'll take it. Back-to-back wins. First time in three years that the Knicks have swept a back-to-back. That's kind of crazy. Yep. Like I said, we'll take it, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Uh, JLs, kick us off with some uh, some game recap, bro. Uh, man, first and foremost, uh, your boy RJ Barrett is coming back like gangbusters. You heard all the chatter and it was like, screw this noise. I'm dropping another <laughs> 20 double-double on your head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he's, he finished with the double-double on some clutch baskets. Um, layup game was good. I like the way he started off the game, especially, man. It yeah. seemed like um, Tibbs was kind of, you know, he, he's been he's been emphasizing the fast break lately, and we still haven't had the fast break points we wanted, only eight on the day. Mm-hmm. But I feel like R.J. Barrett took it upon himself to ignite the fast break by himself. I feel like he had probably almost all the fast break points himself. Uh, started off the game shooting the uh, mid-range in the fast break, ended the game going to the hole. 
and I felt like R.J. Barrett combined Julius Randle, even though he yeah. didn't shoot well, um, got to the foul line a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Got to the final a lot. The combination of Randle and 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 um, R.J. and getting to the line and points in the paint is what carried the Knicks today. Forty-two points in the paint for the Knicks today, and you know got to the line thirty-four times to sixteen for the Magic. Ash, they've been slandering your boy lately, man. It's been a lot of trash talk on young Rowan, but last four games, 20 points, five boards, three dimes, 46%. 20 points, four rebounds, three dimes, 58%. Last, yesterday in Boston, 19 points, 11 boards, double-double, three dimes, 45%, and another double-double today, 22, 10, four dimes, 47%. Talk about your boy RJ, man. It's time to put some respect on his name. Listen, no RJ slander will be tolerated from this point forward, okay? You know how I feel about my boy, and he showed you what kind of player he can be. And listen, I'm not the one saying it's an ugly win. I don't mind a gritty win. I like to see some grit in my teams. And the Knicks, the a.k.a. the New York Grits, showed us exactly what type of gritty team they can be when necessary. And I love it. A lot of defense, and I say this all the time, defense is your best offense when your offense is not clicking. And there was a lot of points in that game. Shots were not falling. Your offense was not there the way you would prefer it to be. But your defense kept you in the game. And your defense always travels with you. No matter where you go, no matter where you play, you can always play defense. And the Knicks showed us that today. I think it was, yes, it wasn't the prettiest win, but I think it says a lot about the character of this team, the type of team that they can be, the type of team that they should be. Yeah. And these are the wins you're supposed to get. We talk about this all of the time. We, we talked about it when we played Cleveland. We talked about it when we played OKC. These are the wins you're supposed to supposed get. You're to supposed these. to defend your home court. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. supposed to defend your territory. And especially when a team is missing some key pieces, when they're yeah. not 100%, you're supposed to capitalize on that. And that's what the Knicks did today. And I'm happy. I'm really happy. Me and my ponytail brought the luck again. So I'm, I'm in a good space. Back to back, man. And as you said, the defense carried them. It's the same thing as yesterday. Defense carried them. Boston wasn't on their A game. This Magic team, this offense has been struggling uh, after starting out hot. Yeah, I mean, these two teams are, are pretty much similar. Same coaching style. Both mm-hmm. started out hot. Magic jumped out to a six and three start to the season. Knicks five and three start. Their offenses has come back to the pack. But as you said, Magic are now down Markel Fultz. They've been down Jonathan Isaac from last year. So definitely a depleted team, a playoff team, but definitely a depleted team. So um, great job by the Knicks, just you know bringing that energy early and and hanging on late. And uh, Jails, you know, quickly again was the story today. Um, yep. Second quarter came in once again, changed the whole pace of the game. Floater was back on the money, um, just running the offense very well. But, you know, this is this was an interesting dynamic here because in the fourth quarter, he started off hot, caught Obi with the Gotham lob. Yep. But then they switched Ennis on him. They start pressuring him with Ennis and Gordon and start taking him out of his game. All of a sudden, Tibbs takes him out, goes back to Peyton to close it. Uh, what do you think about, you know, Quickly's overall game and, and how that transpired in the fourth quarter? Uh, it's, it's growing pains. I feel like yeah. it's, a, it's a two-parter, right? First of all, you know, uh, he has to get used to seeing different defenses. Like the first, you know, the first step is doing your thing, killing the people, which your, your floor of the games, you know, the league starts to adjust. 
And then after the league adjusts, then you have to adjust as well. So yeah. that's what's happening today. I'm not going to put, I'm not hold anything against quickly. It's just, it's what it is today. But also, I also feel like um, the flow of the game was weird, you know, mm-hmm. because we, we got off to a really good start and the second unit really started to put the foot on their necks. And then they didn't play the entire third quarter. I, I get, you know, Tom's um, game plan there because he felt like, you know, the, the momentum with the first unit was so was going so well. They built that lead. He's trying to stay with them. But I, I do feel like the combination of um, a the Magic switching their defense and yeah. b um, quickly and those guys just being out of sync because they haven't played the whole quarter after being hot. Yeah, um, kind of put some some water on that fire, and that's why uh, they went back to the first unit. And the first unit was gassed in that fourth quarter. They uh, credit to the first unit. They were gassed because uh, they played the whole third quarter. And it was an ugly win, but they they played in the moments that mattered, and that's why the Knicks got the win today. Yeah. And I think also this speaks to why Tibbs is kind of on the fence and hasn't made the mm-hmm. full commitment to starting IQ completely because he is still up and down. And with your point, you want some consistency. You want more um, games where you know what you're going to expect versus games that you don't. And I, th- I still think quickly is trying to figure it out. I still think he has games where one minute it's like, this is the guy and the next game. It's like, "Eh, maybe it's the guy. So I think when he starts getting some consistency in his game, you really start to see him starting a lot more um, in that first unit than we're seeing now. Yeah, that's a fact. And it's it's so funny that this situation happened today after yesterday's game, because this is exactly what me and Q Rich were talking about yesterday in terms of player development and, um, you know, fans being impatient with the coach and their rotations. You know, the similar gripes that we have with Tibbs, if you guys do research on Steve Clifford, the Orlando coach, like I said, cut from the same Van Gundy tree, it's a similar issues that the Orlando beat and Orlando fans have with Clifford. You know, being slow to make adjustments, sticking to his guns and being stubborn in how he brings young players along. And Quentin Richardson's point was, you know, these coaches are probably putting these kids in the situations where they feel like they can best succeed as in bringing them off the bench. You know, they, they were planning to bring Cole Anthony in slowly, but after the Fultz and Michael Carter-Williams injury, they propped him into the starting lineup. As you saw today, he's been I mean, he's been struggling for most of the regular season, period. Yeah. So, you know, again, and then you see the situation where quickly comes in the fourth, that pressure defense is his Achilles heel, and the game kind of started changing. Magic picked up momentum at that point, and so Tibbs had to go back to Peyton. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And you know what? And you know what? Tom Thibodeau, he 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 has a like he he knows what he's doing, right? He's knows he's doing, he he has uh, the eleventh best winning percentage of any coach in the NBA, so he knows what he's doing. Um, I can't complain with the overall development of this team and of the young guys. We've seen development from every guy that we want to see it from, at least the ones that are healthy. Um, so I, I can't really complain too much i i mean i'm still gonna have my views on certain things even if he's not starting which i can understand why he's not started i Mm -hmm. still do feel like um he still give i still feel like he should ride the wave of the youth when they're going and i feel like i still do feel like he doesn't trust them when they're getting going versus when the first unit gets going like i think today was a good example When when the first unit got going today he was not taking him out the game true there was a few games ago when the second unit was going and he just subbed everybody out. Yeah. And that's when the game got away from us. And I think, to me, that's – even if you're not going to start him, at least ride the hot hand when it's going. If you're going to do that for the first unit, 
especially considering that the first unit plays so many minutes. I think you should do it for the second unit as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree, man. Definitely um, interesting to see how that played out. Uh, back to RJ, man. Like like I said, man, I, I loved his game. Kept it on the inside. You know, Ash, you were talking about him, you know, taking less threes. Only took three threes tonight. Went 9-19 to from the field. It was a lot of mid-range, a lot of bully ball getting to it. But uh, as I always want to see with him, 4-4 four four from the free throw line. And my guy, Sean Shepard, big up my guy, Sean Shepard out there in L.A., he texted me, he was like, what a difference a year makes when you see R.J. at the line and you're kind of confident now that he's going to knock down his free throws. So this is this is an R.J. game. This is the type of game that you're going to yeah. see from R.J. And, I mean, you look at the statue, you, you can't knock it, man. You can't knock it. Yeah, and this is R.J.'s bread and butter, which is what he needs to continue to do, driving it to the rim, getting those layups, using his athletic ability to kind of get, you know, as – Clyde likes to say slice and dice in between defenders mm -hmm. and you don't have to rush the three-pointer. You don't have to be out there shooting 30 footers until you start developing a mid-range mid game. Just do what you can do. And this is RJ's niche. This is where he's successful and you can see it. And when he's in his bag doing what he knows how to do, it's only beneficial to this team. And it really gave Randall the help that he needed. If you looked at the last game, although we got, I'm sorry, the game before last, the Cavs game, mm -hmm. Randall had no help out there. He was struggling. Yeah. He was out. He's a one-man band out there yeah. by himself. He was essentially playing one-on-five. Today, with RJ doing what he knows how to do and knows how to do well, you take some of that weight off. You take some of that weight off of Randall, and you're allowed to kind of get into the game with him. Kind of go ahead, and the offense moves better. Everything was just clicking when yeah. more players get involved. Do what you know how to do until you develop something else you True can story. add to your game. There's no shame in that. True story. And and you know what? Him and Randall seem to be, you know, the chemistry's growing between the two of them. I liked how they were playing off of each other, especially mm -hmm. in the first half. Overall, the ball movement and the player movement was was great in the first half. It yeah. stagnated in in the closing minutes. You know, third, fourth quarter really stagnated. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of brought the uh, the magic back into the game. Yeah, um, yeah Jails, are you going to say something? No, nah, nah, I totally agree with you. And not... No, no longs look we here, just fatigue, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It was straight yeah. off. Jul Julius was gassed. Yeah, Julius was really gassed, but I commend Julius because you, you see, he was giving me like some Mitchell Robinson vibes from today, like yesterday, <laughs> right? Where you saw, like, he just looked completely out of it, shoulders hung low, gassed. Yeah. And then Vujic would shoot a three and he would hustle for those three seconds, <laughs> block the ball, Facts. and then go back to, all right, let me try to catch my breath and get back down on offense. Like, that's the type of game that we was watching today. He was just conserving the energies for the most important moments, and it worked out for us today. Um, Hopefully, we get some more from the bench next time. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, we're able to get more rhythm from the bench in time just to, to um, you know, conserve these guys on games like this when we have back-to-backs. Yeah, a little and bit. also the fatigue, the fatigue is expected. I mean, mm -hmm. you're playing back to back games and they weren't easy games. I mean, although the first game against the Celtics, it was easy in the sense of like the Celtics did not show up. The Knicks still played hard and they yeah. played extremely hard today. And in the Cavs game, even though they lost, they played extremely hard. So, I mean, they've had a stretch of games where they really pushed themselves. Some have obviously gone in their favor and some have not. But this is going to be a much-needed rest that's coming up for these guys. Big and they're going to be able to rejuvenate and, and get themselves together. Hopefully, the time off only helps their bodies and does not revert them to old ways. And we keep the wind train going. Yeah. But, I mean, the fatigue is expected. The guys play it hard. And, like I said, an ugly win, a gritty win. But a win is a win, and I'll take it. My guy Mitch been gutting it out, man, past two games. I mean, he's been out there with a mean limp. But he's battling, you know, the, the Vucevic and, and Mitch battle 
um, was very intriguing to me. I thought first half, you know, Mitch definitely held his own. Um, and he got on the boards, 10 boards today. I mean, I've seen some offensive rebounds where he snatched the board over Vucevic and Aaron Gordon and then yeah. slammed it on him. So that's what you want to see from Mitch, man, controlling those rebounds, controlling those second chance opportunities and um, and giving his team a chance, man. My guy Mitch is really um, gutting it out, man. So salute to Mitch for sure. For sure, for sure. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. How are we feeling in the chat, man? What's the overall vibe in the chat? Leave a comment on tonight's win. Let us know how you're feeling. I see Lloyd Banks in the, on the check-in early with us. Lloyd Banks on the check-in early, so salute to yeah. Banks. Appreciate That's you for Banks. always supporting us. 1,400 people in here on the check-in on this MLK Day matinee. We're going to get to the phones, but let me salute uh, some super chats that came in real quick. Salute to Shaquille Madison. He says, put an APB out for Austin Rivers. Salute KFTV, <laughs> hashtag MLK. Yeah, man. All, Austin ain't been right since the Austin Rivers game, man. But that's still my guy. I still got faith, though. Uh, yeah. Al- Alan Berman says, salute. This game was Tyrone Hill ugly. But I don't know. We, I don't know how we won. 15 games in and we started to see who we are. Scrappy, but no real threats yet on offense with some promising kids. Future is bright. Yeah, scrappy. Gotta be legend checking in from Costa Rica. Chucks us a $2,500 Costa Rican cologne. Says RJ has been showing consistency these last four games. I'm still not ready to let him slide that easily. Salute CP, Ashley, and Jay Ellis. Mm-hmm. Tim Kim says IQ should be the first one off the bench for Bullock, not Rivers. Yeah, I kind of questioned that, too. We did that yesterday as well. Uh, Louis B. says, if we had a starting point guard that could run the offense, I would say keep IQ with the second unit. But since Tibbs is playing his starters 40 minutes a game, let the rookies get developmental minutes. So my guy Louis B. from Staten Island says, bring him along slow. Go ahead, bro. Tibbs is, is sneakily throwing in IQ in, in uh, <laughs> the starters with the starters for, like, two-minute intervals. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. Yeah. But I feel like he's kind of on the low trying to see what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he is, man. I, I think he's he's easing in, into more responsibility in, in prime time. So quickly he's going to get there. Like I said, he has to adjust um, to those pressure situations, to those traps on the pick and roll because that film is going to be out on him. And, and we'll see how he rebounds. He's, he's going to have a tough matchup. We'll see how he battles with Steph Curry and them on uh, on Thursday night in, in, in San Francisco. So we'll see how that works out. Will Gramotez says, Randall has become a true leader for this team. Guys, respect him. He's put in the work and shown he's, he's grown on me as an asset uh, to keep here. So, Will's, Will's turning the page on Randall. 21-17 for Randall tonight. Okay. Yeah, man. Salute to Julius. Will? Bro. Which Will? Will uh, Gramotez. No, not Will from L.I. Not Will oh, okay. from L.I. Yeah. Will from L.I. was on my Twitter today talking about, great game by Randall. I would still trade him. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of Trey Randall, Ari, what's going on, man? Talk to us, bro. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Um, good win. I'm very happy with the win. Um, Jay Ellis, uh, I'm happy to see you're okay and alive and safe because I thought Ashley killed you on that prank debate. <laughs> That's why um, I think so too. You know, <laughs> like, Listen, man, <laughs> we can't compare Marcus Smart to uh, Frank Nilakina, Marcus Smart could actually hit a jump shot, and Marcus Smart is first-team all-defense. Um, you know, Frank, you guys think Frank is like Scotty. Frank shot 56% like, this year like from three. Down. I'm just talking about this year, brother. Yeah, so, all right, all right. Yeah, you took like four shots, but whatever. <laughs> I'm asking you well. I said potential. Um, but um, Ashley, 
Ashley, even though you did uh, kill Jay Ellis, you're not fooling anyone with that Spreewell jersey because I know the <laughs> communist star is behind the Spreewell jersey because I follow you on Instagram. So you're not fooling anyone with the Spreewell jersey. But um, I do agree with you with Frank. Um, the next thing, this whole Peyton and uh, Emmanuel quickly thing, personally, you know, I think it's a little um, overrated on who starts. You know, I'm more, I'm more like, I'm with Jay Ellis. I'm more concerned about minutes allocation. Mm. The thing about uh, Alfred Payton is that he plays well one out of every three and a half games, right? So he's yeah. not playing poorly enough, consistently enough for Emmanuel quickly to just get the start. But he's playing poorly enough, like, to, like ruin our team in two <laughs> out of the three games we play. So I think we should just, um, you know, do what Jay Ellis said, and, you know, whoever's the hot hand, let's ride with the hot hand. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to touch on real quick, Obi Toppin, only eight minutes tonight, mm -hmm. all right? That's a problem for me. I understand, you know, wanting to bring your guys on slowly and everything like that, but we're going to have a decision come during the trade deadline with regards to Julius Randle, and we need to see what we have in Obi. Personally, if it was me, just looking at how gassed Randall is, yeah. I would give him a load management day, give him a day off, let him recover. He's probably hurting. And let Obi get some, some serious run. Let's see what yeah, he has. I agree. I agree. He could kill two birds with one stone. Obi could get more minutes, and then, you know, Julius Randall can get a little bit of a rest. And then the last thing I want to talk about, because mm -hmm. Ashley was talking a lot of smack about, like, where are all the trade Julius Randall fans after the win in Boston? <laughs> And, you know, we won again, and Julius Randle had a decent game tonight. Listen, I don't care if we're 10-5, and 11-4, 12-3, trade Randle at the deadline, <laughs> period. I don't care. We are in championship contenders. We are in rebuild mode, and we do not have enough assets. We don't have enough assets to, you know, trade, to bring in a piece or two, to combine with Randle to yeah. compete. We just right. don't. The Thunder were 44 and 28 last year and was a four seed in the in the West, and they still traded Chris Paul because Sam Presti knows they weren't going to compete with Chris right. Paul. They weren't going to win, so he kept on building, um, you know, building the assets. And you know this whole thing. Yeah, about, but the only the know, only culture, difference is, and, and appreciate the call, bro. Appreciate the call. We got we got to move to other calls. The only difference is that Chris Paul was in high demand. Though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Fact. that's a little bit different. We don't know what, what Randall's market value is. You know what I mean? Chris Paul is a team changer. He's a team changer. That's the difference. You don't yeah. know what Randall's market value is. It's still gauge it. I'm with Ari. Still check. Still check it out. See what's going on. But yeah. other than that, like it's, it's a different situation. I understand what he's saying. It's a different situation though. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't see. I don't see Randall being traded by Trader Don Dog. I just don't see it. Yeah. Like it's and Tibbs wants to win games. Yeah. So Obi yeah. has to kind of take it. You see how you know you see what quickly is doing, and he's not taking it from Alfred Payton, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> so imagine what Obi has to do to take it from Randall. You know what I mean. So I don't think it's going to be a trade deadline situation where he's just going to throw Obi in for like a game to see. I don't think that's just going to happen. Yeah, and at that moment in the game when yeah. he took the starters out, um, he felt like the game was slipping. And, and so he went to Randall. And you know that he's not going to experiment with the two of them when the game is on the line. So 
That's why Obi got the minutes that he got, unfortunately. Like, like I said, you want to see him get those minutes, but Randall, that that's Randall's spot right now. So, you know, Obi's just going to have to do a lot in the little time that he's going to get because I'm not sure how much better it's going to get, man, unless, they unless like, they do what Ari says and, you know, give Randall a, a low management day or something like that. Yeah, it's going to take time, man. Like, he's got a late start, man. So I don't know if you're going to really start to see him come on until a little later. Yeah, and as you were saying, it could be up till next year, right? So you just never know. Yeah, I mean, rookies, you can never really tell. Obviously, Obi looks a lot better than I think a lot of people would have anticipated, especially with him missing a big chunk of the starting part of the season. Um, and you know, there being no preseason, no traditional training camp, things like that. But again, you don't know what a rookie's development is going to be like. Some rookies are able to develop in one season and really be somewhat beneficial to the team, a real benefit to the team. Some rookies take two seasons, three seasons. So you can't really tell. And that's not a gamble you want to make when you're trying to rebuild one and two, when you're trying to develop a culture of winning. I'm not in a rush to trade Randall unless I'm going to get something substantial for him, but I'm not trading him, you know, for a Snickers bar and a chopped cheese. And I'm just not like, I need, I need something substantial if I'm going to trade him. That's just, is what it is. You need need it all for worth your while. No, no doubt about it. So, um, let, let's see how that goes. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Let's get those likes up to a thousand. We won back to back games. I'm feeling generous on MLK Day. We're gonna go since we won back to backs. We're gonna give away a snapback for the people. Dave is gonna throw the uh, the giveaway link in the chat, and uh, somebody will walk away with a snapback today. My guy above the rim said in the chat, "How's Ari gonna critique debates when he got smoked by Surge?" Ooh, got him. Got him. Sorry, sorry, man. You gotta. You lost the strap, bro. That was real. You can't comment on on host debates, man. Until until you uh, win back your crown, man. That's that's real talk. All right, let's go back to the phones. JJ from Brooklyn, how you doing, bro? What's going on, everyone? First, actually, I just wanted to say that you've been definitely a great addition to the show. The next knowledge is definitely top notch. So, shout out to the fellas for getting you on. You definitely. A great listen. And, um, Aww, yeah, in the game, you. man, it was definitely a great game. Not a great game, but it's just a good tight game. Definitely a tips type of game. You know, I feel like he loves these slow-paced defensive games. And I know Randall struggled. He missed a bunch of bunnies, went under the hoop. But yeah. his defense was really good. He rebounded really well. So, you know, these are the type of wins that, you know, could really help the team. And then um, I'm with Ari, man. I think training Randall is still the way to go, only if you can get – that's the question is, what are you going to get? I just, I'm still not sure we're going to get as much as some Knicks fans may think. So if you're not going to get a lot, you might as well just keep him because we still don't know for sure what Obi is yet. So I don't think we're going to find out with Randall getting a bunch of big minutes. So, you know, it's just going to be a tough call. You know, what do you weigh that, you know, what do you put into that decision? Is it, you know, for in the eighth spot or so, you know, they want to just make the playoffs? Because then if you trade him, obviously you're going to hurt the direction of the team. Yeah. So, you know, it's a tough call. And then quickly, man, like, I think it's going to be tough. I just want to see what happens when teams try and take away that floater. Like Orlando was doing that a little bit today. They play him, they were playing him a little tight. So maybe try and work a mid-range jumper into his game or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I just want to see what he does, what his, you know, next step is when teams, you know, everyone's going to know about about that great floater he's got. Yeah. 
So, and then Mitch, he played well, man. He just boosted a bit to the, I mean, he's a low down, Tough man. cover, yeah. He could shoot inside-outside game, but I thought he defended him well, especially being banged up. So, yeah. now we got the tough West Coast trip. I think it looks like Burks will be back the next game on Thursday with mm-hmm. the Warriors, so that would be big. So, let's try and get a couple of wins out West. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. Appreciate it, JJ. Yeah, you know what? Listen, it was an ugly win, but you take the win. They're back to 7-8 and eight on a campaign. Um, like they said on the on the post-game show a while, he was saying, you know, sometimes when they would go on these slides like they did earlier a couple weeks ago, you know, it would continue. And it, yeah. and it would just get ugly. But it seems like, you know, they're getting back into a groove. Yesterday's win was great. This game was ugly, but you take it. Now let's go out west, see if we could snatch a couple, you know, one out of two or so. And uh, and then you know you start feeling good about yourself. Yeah, man, this team. And I mean, <laughs> no, go ahead. You go first. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, this this team is taking on the um the coach's identity. They, Tom had him practicing at 10 a.m. this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After a back to back game, which probably contributed to why they were so tired. But um, he's he's contributing that he's instilling the toughness in his team. So I don't think the identity is going to be there like. Year, man. I think he's going to instill toughness team. And we're, one thing we're going to see when our losers are going to fight. And they mentioned in an interview that, you know, like these guys, Tom's has been seeing, I think Ian mentioned it, that Tom has been seeing good practices from game to game, even in this five game winning streak. And eventually we'll see it translate on the court. So hopefully uh, that is true for us. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Ash, guy, what you and I mean, I hate to have to like beat a dead horse here, but the whole trade Randall talk, I find aggravating because let's be honest, Randall currently is our best player. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Whether you like it or don't like it, that's just where we are. And to even entertain trade talk of your best player, when a lot of the games you have won or are even in because of Julius Randall, I just think it's ridiculous. Like you're trying to develop a culture of winning. You don't want to lose games. Obviously, you don't want to win too many games. It takes you out of the lottery contention. But why are we even having this conversation? Why is it that every time we win or every time we lose, this is the first thing that we discuss? And he's not going anywhere. If you want to continue to win games or even be in games, he's not going anywhere. Like, let's move on. He's 26 years old. He's not 36. He's not, you know, 30 years old. He's not somebody who's made a lot of money that, you know, is going to – we have a lot of money to go around, especially if we move who you guys know I want to move, okay? <laughs> so, like, we we still have a lot of rebuilding to do, and I think if we can keep Randall for as long as we can keep him until we're in a position where we don't need him any longer, and I put that in quotations because nobody knows when that will be, mm-hmm. then you entertain our conversation. There's no reason to prematurely – do that, and we yeah. got to stop having this conversation. It's just, we just got to leave it alone. Yeah, and I, I think as long as they're competing, whether it's for eighth or for tenth, I don't think to, they're not going to give them away for nothing. You know what I mean? And for them to, to just trade him, you know, for a great piece, he, he's got to be playing at a damn near MVP caliber level. That That's what I feel like. And at this pace, yeah. I don't know, man. He, yo, he, Randall's putting in a lot of work, man. He's been playing a lot of minutes. I'm not sure if you can keep this up, but, you know, as I said, if you when you're watching these games, you want to see your team win, and, you know, there's no doubt that he's a big part of it. He's putting in work every single day. You cannot deny that. So, uh, the, you know, the Randall trade ideas is, is certainly not for a lack of effort or, you know, making his team worse because, like I said, without him, they might not have a, a win at all so far. So, uh, great job by him. So, to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. I want to shout out Hamilton Salazar. Says you guys are doing a fantastic job on air. Shout out Alfred Martial checking in 4:30 a.m. in the Philippines. 
So salute to everybody in the PI watching us, everybody in APAC. Um, up late watching us uh, Wherever you guys are at Throw your cities in the chat Let us know where you're checking in from uh, Wherever you guys are at We definitely appreciate it The snapback giveaways are Should be going up Dave just let me know When it's ready for me To um, take a look And just post it In the G chat and, and we'll get there B from New York B what's going on What's up guys What's up uh, I was going to talk about something But you know I And I'm going to beat that dead horse Because everybody's talking about This Julius Randle thing I think I made my point clear that you do not trade him. You know, it's, if anything, he had his worst, one of his worst games uh, today, and my man still had 17 boards. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. This whole, yeah. uh, he's not a good asset. The Chris Paul argument, Chris Paul is like 45 years old. He's, he's, he's going to fall at any point in time. So, of course, you're going to get rid of him. Yeah. You know, but I don't understand why you're trying to get rid of Randall. And my thing is, is this. If the front office really, uh, which I think is a solid, great front office with the, the job that they've done so far, I would think they would want to get Tibbs' uh, input on that. And yeah. the, if I know Tibbs to be the coach that he is, he's like, I'm not trading him. Mm-hmm. We're winning with him. He's like, he's our guy. I, I personally feel like it's not necessarily building around Julius. It's just more so just adding pieces to the team, to the winning culture that you're trying to develop or that you already have. You know, he doesn't have to be the focal point. That just might be a conversation that you have with him and say, listen, you're taking us here. Eventually, we're going to bring more people on. Because I feel like there's a whole bunch of other people that's up on that trading block. To me, quickly, Julius, RJ for right now, only people that you can't touch. Everybody else can go. I'm sorry. Even Kevin Knox. And I like Kevin Knox, but they could go. Yeah, You know what I mean? But... Mm -hmm. That's just how that's how I feel about Randall. You can't trade him. So, you know, and, and, and when I look at this season right now, it's like reading a book, man. It's like everything is unfolding, all these types of characters. You got the two stars, you got Julius and you got uh RJ, you got quickly that, that young the young stars, he's ready to do the sequel. And then you got uh <laughs> Reggie Bullock, the the traitor. He's like the betrayal character. He's gonna he's gonna betray us one day. So I, I don't know. But anyway, that's what I got. My say. man wrote it down in four acts. Okay. All right, B. Appreciate it. Appreciate that, B. Um, Jamal from Jersey, what's going on, bro? What's going on? How y'all doing today? Good man, how you feeling, bro? It was I'm good. It was good getting back to back wins, but I just this Julius Randle talk just changed my whole point. Like, that's kind of that's Michael Rappaport kind of talk. How can you trade a guy who's been one of the best players in the whole league thus far, not just on our team, in the whole league thus far, that's 26 years old, and you, you're playing decent basketball with him. But on the other end of the spectrum, you say bring quickly along, slowly, or it's give Randall a rest day and play OB and all of this idiocy. Like, it just don't make sense. This has been a problem with our fans and our organization for the longest. And, I mean, we watched Porzingis not even struggle to get 10 rebounds. They put a guard on him to shut him down. And we got a guy that's beasting, scoring, rebounding, passing, making everybody better. And we talking about trading I, I just don't get it. It's annoying. It's frustrating, and it's yeah. taken away from a decent season that we had this this far. And that's pretty much all I got. Okay, very appreciate that, man. 
Hey, the Rand, Ari, Ari setting him off, man. Ari, the Randall talk got him tripping. All right, Sam from Atlanta. Sam, what's going on? Going on, CB, J. Ellis, Ashley. How y'all doing? Love the show. All right. Uh, just wanted to say, you know, like you said, CP, we're just going to kill that Ari talk. We're going to ignore that yeah. uh, nonsense right over there. <laughs> yeah. But I'd like to say that I'd like to congratulate RJ for the past four games. He's been doing pretty good, excellent. And as we talked before the season about free throw shooting being key for his game, I mean, nice. he's been doing pretty good tonight, four for four. He puts up 20 points just like that. I mean, like you guys said, if he hits the free throws, he's a 17 to 20 points per game player. And I like the way that RJ's coming along. Also like the way that I told you guys that that quickly floater is automatic. But like a, yeah. other caller said, you know, he's got to uh, make some adjustments for when the defense locks in on that. He's got to pull up with that mid-range or something else. But mm-hmm. I like that floater from quickly. And I also wanted to say with Randall, uh, you know, don't let the field goal percentage fool you this game. Most of his shots, uh, like we said, the refs were pretty bad. I feel like calls could have went either way. So that 5 for 19 is accurate. But Randall... Definitely did what he needed to do in the fourth quarter to close out the game. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the guys' time. Appreciate and, uh, it. You guys have a good day. Appreciate it, Sam. Salute to everybody in the A holding it down. Yeah, ref, refs were atrocious tonight. Yeah, man. Atrocious, yeah. man. They were on Matt in eight time. <laughs> the they shooting was bad. The referees were terrible, man. I Hold thought up. there was about to be a fight, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when Mitch. We had a, um, we had a few Mitch, bad refs. I got up my seat. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not in the game. Hold up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought something was gonna happen. I was like, okay, Mitch is cool, but I, 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 man, the refs. I can imagine like the the report after the game of how many calls were missed. Yeah, that's gonna be long as hell. Yeah, as you were saying, ref, refs been all over the place for most of the season. I feel like a couple games. Yeah, I feel like official. Yeah, I feel like officiating's been all over the place, at least with our games and some of the other teams that I've seen and I've you know watched consistently so far since the start of the season. Officiating's just been out of whack. I mean, things that should be getting called aren't petty calls. I mean. I don't know if you guys saw the Houston Lakers game where they called a flagrant two on Boogie, barely even touched LeBron with the whole mm. acting. I mean, some of the calls are just out of just out of control. I mean, travels aren't being called, and yes, I know the NBA hasn't called travels in the past five <laughs> in years. About five like years yeah. If it's like if it's like a blatant <laughs> travel, like I should give you a yeah. suitcase to go on your trip, like call the dang foul, like please call it on something. us. Like it's just you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. They like had, I mean, um... people are just. They they had a back court where like Austin Rivers had to tell the ref it was a back court. Did you see? Yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, you oh, fucking right you're And and there was a call. I want to say it was either on IQ or it was on somebody else where he should have been at the line, but because he's a rookie, he didn't get the call. I yeah. think it was somewhere in the fourth quarter, in the end of the third quarter. I mean, blatant foul line call, like foul line yeah. freaking call. Like, just get, like, I just, I have no idea what is going on with yeah. the officiating, but we yeah, gotta, man. we gotta figure hey, this out. Gotta, gotta, gotta get to it. Gotta yeah. get to it, man. Um, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. CP, Ashley Moss, Jay Ellison here. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Uh, once again, Knicks get the W over the Orlando Magic 91 84. Grind out a gritty win. Remember, this show is brought to you by my friends at Manscaped. Yesterday, we gave away uh, some of the new Manscaped cologne. Shout out my guy, Dave Miranda, who's going home with it. He guessed 
uh, last night's guest and tonight's guest, Quentin Richardson. Part two of the Quentin Richardson interview is going to be dropping today. Uh, for those of you that didn't win, remember you can go to manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX, and get 20% off plus free shipping on uh, all products. You got the Lawnmower 3.0, which is their best seller. Uh, perfect, perfect men's grooming tool, number one men's grooming tool below the waist. Wireless. Uh, aerodynamic, waterproof. It's got an LED light. You know, you guys want to do it, you know, in the, in the dark. I don't know what you guys into, but whatever it is, this is the number one tool for you guys. Like I said, 20% off free shipping. You get a great deal on it. A lot of our viewers have copped these um, Manscaped lawnmowers. No testimonials. Just let us know that you got it and, uh, and that you love it, man. So salute to my friends at Manscaped for once again promoting the post-game show. Um, let me salute some people in the chat. Salute to Charlie Boyd checking in from H-Town. He said it's hard to, to talk Knicks in H-Town. I know, man, because them people in H-Town are very obnoxious about them Rockets, man. And every chance yeah. they get, JLs, they want to remind you about 94, man. Trust me. They got a <laughs> oh, lot of friends Lord. and family down there in the oh H, man. They, they get ra- very rambunctious about 94. They let you know about it any chance they get. So salute to, salute to Charlie for holding it down. Uh, JLs, who you want to shout out in the chat, bro? Oh, man. Shout out to everybody I see, man. Rich Jim, shout out to to, to uh, Shells Heavy. Shout out to Ari, man. I, I'll still give you the shout out, even though you, you try to play. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to my guy, Serge, though. Shout out to Serge. Oh, Serge uh, is in here? Okay, salute Serge. Yeah, shout out to Serge. Yeah, I saw Serge in the chat. Shout out to my guy, Young Simba. There you go. Hey, hey, no dice. Everybody else rocking KLT. Next fan TV, Ashley. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, man. Ashley, you wanna, who do you want to shout out in the chat? Let's see. Shout out to Danny Martinez saying that I have to keep the ponytail because it's clearly good luck. Yeah, that's okay. what they that's say. There's a lot of people in chat Rocking. Let's go. That's a lot of pressure. Shout out to Hussein all the way from Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what's up. Lebanon, Shout out to Lebanon. The, no the, Jets, the Jets' new head coach that's is Lebanese-American, that's so that's what's up, representing. Um, let's shout out to Frederick saying Ari is banished to the bench. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Ari got to watch out with that Randall talk. People are not happy. Shout out to, to Ronnie. Smoke with Ari right now. Oh, my God. Ronnie. That's my guy. <laughs> that, for real. All the way from Canarsie. What's nice. up, BK in the house? My actual Canarsie, what up? Yeah, man. Salute uh, Elliot Bernard checking smoke, in. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Pop Smoke, man. Elliot Bernard checking in from Sweden. We got Elias Dante checking in from Amsterdam. Ryan O'Sullivan from Wales. We heavy international today. Zach W checking in from Manitoba. Wow. Salute everybody above the border. Eric Kang checking in from Seattle. He's probably waiting on the Supersonics to come back, but he's a Knicks fan right now, so salute to Eric. Okay. All right, all right. All right, let's, uh, let's get back to the phones. Uh, we went to Canarsie. Let's go to East New York. Jay, what's going on, man? What's going on? First of all, if anybody got to get traded, it, it better be DSJ. Like, get him out of here for a bacon, egg, and cheese and a quart of water. Like, get him out of here fast, man. <laughs> Shit, like we'll we'll take ten dollars for him. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, get him out of here. But Randall been doing good, man. I don't know why everybody's so so quick to get on him or trade him. Like, you know what I'm saying? We still in the rebuilding process. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we still need some guys that can be a second or third, maybe if we, you know what I'm saying? If we look up in free agency, but. Mm-hmm. This was a good gritty win, you know what I'm saying? I can't be too mad with it. It wasn't a great game, but yeah, I'll take, take a it. W over a loss, man. And, and, and another thing, Ari, you got to chill on my boy Frank. Like, he injured, <laughs> man. Let him heal up, you know what I'm saying? Let him come back, get his game right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Slow down, you know what I'm saying? But 
Other than that, y'all have a good day, man. Good game Free- for the Knicks, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Yo, it's it's a lot less game talk. Everybody's coming with Ari with the smoke. <laughs> uh, Ari tripped the people off on this MLK day, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, Ari. You know what I mean? I don't, nobody talked about the game. Everybody's nobody like, yo, about the game if we trade Ari, time. it's on site right now. If we trade Randall, <laughs> rather. Oh, We're not having no trade Randall talks. I mean, you nah. drop a double-double, but leave him alone. Yeah, no, nah, not at all, man. He's he's putting in work. I can't even talk about that. I, I can't. I cannot even advocate for it because he, he's putting in a lot of work and and uh, he's he's earned all the accolades for sure. That there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, let's go to Jamel from LI. It's his, it's his born day, Jamel. What's going on, man? Happy birthday, bro! Happy birthday! Yo, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for the birthday shout out. Yo, run it up for my boys, man. <laughs> run it up. Y'all guys, I, I see more people on, on watching than we got likes right now. So run it up. Run it up. Let's get Yo, those likes up. No hey, doubt. Alex, y'all already know what it is, man. The energy is off. The energy is off, man. The last time we won a back-to-back was three years ago. And everybody talking about Ari and his trade Randall nonsense. Yo, I understand Ari, though. I understand him. Because what Ari is doing is what Ashley is doing with that Jordan poster next to the Spreewell. She's giving us those old 90s PTSD. So this is what the deal is, right, guys? Knicks fans are used to all this PTSD, and we're seeing signs of life right now. We got a couple of wins. We lost some as a roller coaster. But as in signs of life, you have people that's held for hostage. They got that PTSD. And then you ask them, hey, where's the today's newspaper yeah. with the victims or the hostage in it, yeah. right? And they put the paper up, and then you relax for a minute because you know that they're still alive. So we got signs of life. Now, nah, hold up. Now, hold I up. understand Ari because Ari got that PTSD. So he talk about trade Randall. <laughs> he talk about all those things that we used to do. But now we're talking about the things that we are going to do. Yeah. So let's keep pushing. Let's go Yo. to the West Coast, hopefully get some wins. You know, we got a win on my birthday. I'm happy about that. You know, and just yeah, keep pushing, man. Now, now Jamel, hold up, Jamel. Hold, hold up, Jamel. Hold up, Jamel. Hold up, Jamel. I got to clap back because you, you, you came at Ashley for the Jordan stuff. I respect that. But I, I got to clap back at you, bro, because you said the energy was off. But I got a good memory, bro. And the last time you called here was when they was at five and three, and you was talking about jumping out the window. I might not go to work tomorrow. We going to the playoffs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Since since he then, did. you he have did. not called back, bro. You have not called back, bro. We haven't heard from Come you, bro. On, Where you been, bro? Talk to me, man. I'm, I'm out here. I'm all 82. I'm all 82. I'm out here. I've been on. I tried to get on. Y'all guys, you know, I can't get on every night. But when I come on, guaranteed, I'm going to talk about my Knicks. And we doing some good things. Come on. You got Peyton, you got Peyton dunking on people right now. The yeah, he did. He did. Way up. We got we got DSJ only getting on the floor during garbage time. I'm ready to trade him for a stack of reusable shopping bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Happy happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Happy I birthday. had to call him out, Jay Ellis. You know what I'm saying? You want to come in and talk about the energies all off? Like, well, man, you ain't called back since five and three. 
Yeah. And Ooh, I was looking for him because he's usually a good call. He's like, oh, the line is too long. I'm looking for him. I can't see him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The facts are the facts, man. You got to call facts, the facts are the facts. Times, man. Yeah. These the are the facts. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday either way, man. Definitely yeah, enjoy it. Definitely enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, Peyton did catch that yam. You saw that. Peyton did dunk on yeah. somebody today, man. Good for him. Yeah, I didn't even see that coming. I was like, yeah. in the lip. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, every once in a while, you see that. But you know what? Good for him. He, he, he saw that the shots wasn't falling, so he was attacking the basket for the most part. And, and when Tibbs went back to him in the fourth, I, I thought he did what he had to do to, to, to take us home. So, yeah, uh, like Ari said, he, he gives you one good one every three, and this one was okay, and, and you take it from Peyton. I, I can't knock, knock him, you know, for, yeah. for this game. Can't I can't knock him for this game. Can't knock the decision yeah. to bring him in at the end this time. Yeah. Uh, right call. Um, yeah. Kudos, Peyton, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, we got three good calls in a row. We're going to kick off with the preacher. Jay Boogie, what's going on, man? How you feeling, bro? What's going on with the team, man? <laughs> Sorry for the delay, man, but I'll be switching from the speaker to, to the normal. Guidelines. So you know the guidelines. Like you that people, you know yeah, yeah. But I Boogie, up, no. whatever I wanted to talk about, somebody said something about they thought it was going to be a fight. You know what? That's what we miss it. We're missing a bully on our team. We need somebody to get in somebody's face when they do something to one of our players that's supposed to mean Listen, that Mook, much Mook to us, man. Stop letting people yeah. push over and run us over, you know what I'm saying? Let them know we here to fight tonight. That's how the Knicks was back in the day, man. When, when, when we wasn't winning games, we'd beat you up the whole night, man. When we had Oakley and, and, and uh, um, Mason, may he rest in peace. You know, yeah, those are bodyguards, man. Xavier McDaniels, you wasn't doing nothing to pet you and none of that to our major player John Starks he couldn't fight he was just facing <laughs> but he wasn't doing nothing to our major places without somebody getting in your face man that's what we missing is a bully for real yeah. for real I thought I think what's the name I'm gonna show him some love I think he should should be playing the bully role cause last year I remember when he got up in old boy face trying to score when the game Peyton. was over all Peyton. last year and Jay Crowder yeah you're right about that Peyton when he got up in, yeah he got up in old boy's face and, and pushed him like, yo, you ain't doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give Peyton some Martin Luther King love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the last caller, he, he said he did punch it on someone. I ain't seen nobody in the league since Damon Lilly go behind the back from right to left, check it with the left, cross back over to the right, two-step into the three-second, and go up, rise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was feeling that. I was out the window when he did that, man. Matter of fact, I like movies. I'm getting ready to name him. I'm getting ready to give him a name. His name is Lionheart. Because I swear, every time we tell him to stay down, quickly is coming, he's in the wrong bet. That's what he tells us, the wrong bet on a pillar, man. He get up and do something, man. I'd be dying for quickly to get in that game. But he do something every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, you back. know, solidify, yo, I ain't ready to English this right now. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And another thing with OB Toppin, Obi Toppin needs to take a book out of quickly pace. See, when you're on that bench, you're not just on that bench. Don't just be waiting to come in the game. Look, observe, watch, ask questions, prepare yourself to be ready to go into the game. See, all that's motivation. You want to get in that game? You want to get more playing time? When you get in there, do something to make the coach not want to take you out the game. You know what I'm saying? You, you have little spurts here and there. That's good. I know you're coming back off your injury. You really ain't had preseason. But prep yourself. Quickly prep themselves. He was on the bench praying, probably prepping, watching, learning, asking questions, 
and he said, you can see Quincy at the free throw line shooting with nobody there and go dap up to the nobody even on the line. Yeah. I saw that the other night. The, the, people got love for Quincy. Tell you something else I saw. I saw JaVale McGee go to him, dap him, and ask for his jersey at the end of that Cleveland game. Mm. I don't know if anybody else saw no, that, I didn't see but that. I saw it on my lead pass. That means they watching you and they liking what you're doing. That's a lot of love yeah. from a legend. Yeah, I call McGee a legend. I think he got two <laughs> or three championship rings, and he the first person to dunk on two rims on, on, on the court <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, I gave him a legend process. He going to go into the fame just for that, man. But tonight was a hard-earned game. It was all defense. Yeah, we missing some offense. I wish we could find a way to go get that boy Bradley Bill. But I don't want to give up wish, Randall, and I don't want to give up RJ, and I'm not giving up quickly, and I don't want to give up Mitch. Give away some of the draft, <laughs> whatever you got to do. But we need another offensive player. Y'all talking about trading Julius? Could you imagine if he was the second scorer option? Stop playing with the check, man. MLK, man. And stop, hey, 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 CP. And I appreciate y'all making me feel like family because I, I call up on the man, man, man show. And you know what he said the first thing? It's my man, Jay Boogie, from, fan, from Nick Fan That's TV. That's a fact. That's you know a saying? fact, That man. made me feel good. I'm part of y'all family. Of course. I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to support. Of course, man. bro. Shout out to all three of y'all, man. We, we, we want back-to-back, man. Let's get some rest and go on this West Coast. Let's get it. It don't matter who we playing out there. We playing ourselves. Because we go out there to handle our business, we going to serve them, man. Handle <laughs> our business and do what we got to do, man. Peace, love, MLK, rest in peace, all the dead Nick fans. Michael Rapp report. They keep our name out, out of there. He's man. out of there. He be going faster than 60 seconds. Y'all saw that movie <laughs> when the Philly clubbed you inside that dad going garage. Yeah, get out there. Any plan in the Godzilla conflict movie. That's crazy, man. I'm out, man. Yo, keep going, man. <laughs> Jay Boogie. And the church. Hey man, hey. Locked it down. The fives are going in the chat before he even hangs up, JLs. <laughs> The fives go across the chat before he even hangs up. Man. He's a real one, man. He's he's an he OG, real. man. He is family. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He um, doesn't even breathe when he talks. Like yeah. He's... One one breath. <laughs> one breath. Like the, the good, like the good reverend. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Breathe. That's a fact, man. <laughs> Jay Boogie showing us some, some MLK love. They, Salute to they Jay get Boogie. The, they get their they get their breathing breaths from the the good Lord. That's it. From That's the Holy it. Spirit. The spirit, the spirit <laughs> get him going, man. You have Jesus. Yeah, the spirit get him going. Yeah, yeah we we don't, yeah we really don't have a goon on the squad. Like last year it no, was Mook. Yeah. And then you didn't really know it was Peyton until that Jay Crowder incident. And, and that yeah. was kind of dope. I kind of respect Peyton for that. I definitely did respect yeah. him for that. A lot of people's like, oh, that was a Bush League move and whatever it was. But when you're on my team, I'm, I'm going to support you regardless. And Ooh. when, you know, when Jay Crowder tried to run up the score, Peyton threw him in the bench. It was right in front of Chris Brickley. It was right yeah. in front of Chris Brickley and, and his manager. And, and uh, yeah, that was a crazy moment. Yo, it's funny. I thought it was going to be Mitch for a second because I still remember... Before Moot got here, the year before, Mitch was getting into Moot's brother. When yeah, he was on the yeah. he got into it, both of them. Mitch yeah. got smoke with both of them, with, with, with uh, Mook and, and uh, Marquise Morris. Bro. Oh, he got in with Mook too? I both of them. Yeah, when Mook was on the Celtics, uh, Mitch, him been and been Mitch got into hate. it. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's that Louisiana spirit, man. They don't back down, bro. You know what I mean? All right, let's take a couple Shout more. Shout out to the Bayou. Shout out to the Bayou, Bayou, man. Shout out to the Bayou for sure. All right, let's take a couple more before we wrap. Salute to everybody in the chat. Let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Salute to everybody in Team Hashtag New. Uh, salute to Scrooge King. 
He's team hashtag new. Salute to him. NZ Richie checking in from New Zealand. How you feeling? Let me, uh, I'm just checking in on some more super chats that came in. It's a good win, man. Definitely a good win. Joshua Richards says, salute to KFTV from Poughkeepsie, New York. We got to chill with the Randall talk. Bro's got a whole biggie tattoo. Give him the max ASAP. Jonah, Jonah Colbert says, loving the back-to-back win. I'm almost over this COVID getting my energy up. Just taking days off like Kyrie. Hashtag diehard Knicks. Peyton dunked all 72. Hashtag all 72. Mr. William 1072 says the team is developing, learning the taste of victory, seeing the fruit of hard work. Makes no sense to trade Julius at the moment. That's how you validate the narrative that we we are a joke. We are forcing people to respect us. All right. Salute to Mr. William. Uh, And Cynthia, salute to Cynthia. She says, salute, Knicks Nation. We love the Knicks floating quickly. We need the shirt floating quickly. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) salute to Cynthia. No doubt about it. All right. A couple more before we wrap. Jay from Florida. What's going on? Yeah, run it up for my boys, man. Like my boy said, let's get them likes up, all that. We need all that. Likes, subscribers, all that. All of that. Listen, I'm with my man Ari. I call to defend my man Ari. I say Trey Randall. You know why I say Trey Randall? Everybody loves IQ. (laughs) IQ is nice. He's a point guard of our future. If we would have traded for Chris Paul three months ago, nobody would know IQ. IQ would be on the bench, right? It would be Chris Paul and Elf running the point guard for the New York Knicks. Obi is sitting there with zero opportunity. He's not a five. He's not a three. He's a four. Same position as Randall. If he wanted to get the true potential out of Obi, who could score on all three three levels, the three-point shot look good, mid-range look all right, he let he get down on the post. We got to get rid of Randall. This is not going to happen, right? Nick fans got to stop being so content with a few wins. We want long-term okay. longevity. We want real star players that carry this thing for 10-plus years. We're going to get that through the draft. We're going to get through building this thing slow. Stop with all this Randall, man. Randall's cool. He's giving us good stats right now. But if we get something for Randall, trade him and get Obi off the bench so we can see what he's really got. The second thing is we got to get Kevin Porter Jr., right? we got to get Kevin Porter Jr. If he's available, Leon, make that call, sign him, do whatever. Kenny Payne and the boys can rein him in, get him right, and that could be our second wing with RJ. Stop this Randall. We got to hold on to Randall. I'm not giving Randall $150 million. No way. He's not a star player like that. He's cool, but we need Obi to get off the bench to get his opportunity. Again, if Chris Paul is on his team, we would not know who IQ is. I'm gone. <laughs> Drops the mic. Where did the $150 million come from? <clears throat> I'm not sure. I think he probably, I, he, I think he probably just threw that out there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know we were going to give, but I didn't know Randall was going to get that kind yeah. of money. Like, nah, remember, that's news to me. Yeah, remember you still got, as JL said, you still got a, a team option on him, which yeah. they will likely, I think they'll likely take if, if he's still here, bro. I think they would likely take that on. I do agree with Jay, though. I don't think you, you're going to see OB maximized until Julius is gone. So it's going to be an issue, man, ultimately. Me and Jay Ellis, me and you talked about this. The first time when Ashley came on, we had this debate. It's going to be there. I'm riding with Randall right now because he is the best player on this team and he's playing his heart out. I can never, you know, go against that. But Jay's right. The whole OB thing is not going to work until the Randall thing gets situated. I don't see any other way it's going to play out, period. Yeah, you just got to make sure it works first. I don't think... See, I, I don't know. I could be the minority here, but I don't think that's the case. I think keeping Randall, especially in this situation. So if you were going to trade Randall or you weren't going to 
how I'm looking at it is you shouldn't have drafted Obi if you were going to keep Randall. So that's that's some people's argument, that's right? That's some people's argument, right? But then if you look at it, the further the seasons progress, so right now we're in a rebuilding era. Next season, we'll still be in somewhat a rebuilding era, but we're going to be expected to be more competitive, especially from the front office and the coaching staff. The year after that, you're going to be expected to be even more competitive. The rebuilding era starts to dwindle. The competitive era starts to increase, right? Mm -hmm. So the closer you get to the competitive era, the more you want to have competitive players and players who contribute to the team on the team. Mm -hmm. I don't think Julius Randle's presence is going to hinder Obi Toppin's development. And if anything, I think having Julius Randle on the team is going to elevate Obi Toppin. It's going to have him look at somebody who's been in the system, be able to watch and be able to observe. If you look at it kind of like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers situation, there's no rush for Obi. Obi clearly is the future. Julius Randle's a couple years older than him. Obi is going to be the face along with RJ. I don't understand why we're trying to rush Obi's development if we can have both. If you can keep Randall within the Knicks as long as possible and then get rid of him later on when you're really in the hunt of your competitive era, but Obi is already where you need him to be developmental-wise, why are you going to rush it? Yeah. Why are we trying I'll, to do I'll it take that play in reverse? I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the team option. I'll take the team yep. option on him. And then, and then, and then, on top of that, if we're winning, the value of every player on this team goes up. Exactly. So if you that's bring, it right there. If you're bringing Randall on, if you have Randall already going, doing his same numbers on a winning team, and then Obi is coming on as well, the two first rounds that Ari might be talking about, you probably get that in a young player or something. And if 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 that's really the the path you're going to make, because you're trying to clear the path for Obi Toppin. Exactly. So, like you can. Everything, everybody, everybody just elevates when they're winning. So we can just be patient, guys. It doesn't have to be in two months we trade Randall. It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah. If Randall's going to continue on the trajectory that he's on, then next season, if he, with the stats from this season, depending on if he maintains, like I said, on the traje- trajectory, then next season you can even get more from him. The season after that, if he continues, you can get more from him. You don't need to trade him at the peak Right now, it's the immediate trade value that you can get for him. You can hold off on it until you are confident in Obi's development. And then what you do is you're basically doing a swap. You're putting Obi in Randall's position. You now have a player or players or options because you got rid of Randall. Now you have that, but it doesn't doesn't mess with the chemistry or the trajectory of the team. If you do it too soon, you're going to be stagnant. You want to do it at your peak, not while you're at the plateau. It's too right. soon to even make that decision. I would give him a team option. I wouldn't even consider that until Obi where I need him. I would take that team option. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what else? Who actually like? Because before the, the the argument right was, can this last? Is this just the fluke? Will Randall fall off? And we're seeing right now that this is what Randall's game is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, the three-point shooting has gone down a little bit, but we figure it's probably going to settle around 35 37%, and that's what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. He's still scoring. He's still passing. And once we have all our players back, I, I, I expect the assist to still be at that same rate around. So if he's going to stay at that level and you see this is real, then I, it's, it's going to be too early for me to trade him early. Like, exactly, is going to be mm-hmm. much greater next year if we're if we're winning more. Now I hear but that. The, I, I I definitely hear that. Um, now his second point was on Kevin Porter Jr. because it was announced today that um, the Cavs have essentially banned this kid from their facility. Uh, they just drafted him last year, six four out of USC, swingman. 
Um, Kevin Porter Jr., J.L. Ashley came in with a lot of promise. Um, averaged 10 points a game in his rookie campaign. They said he went in. They, you know, a lot of personal problems. He had some, so he caught a couple of cases. I think like something, you know, some vehicular case and caught a gun charge as well. Both of those got dropped. But the, but the Cavs have benched him. The Cavs have benched him since. Uh, and not for injury, just for discipline. And mm. and then again now they um they swapped out his locker for one of the players that they acquired in, in the Harden trade. I forgot which one. He came in. I think it was... um. <clears throat> Was it Train or Train, something like that? I think it's this person. Hold on, okay. look it up. Let me get it. So, so he comes in, he turns up, and they say he starts throwing food and whatnot, and then him and the, the GM from the Cavs start getting into it, and that's basically it. They said they're going to look to trade him. If they don't trade him, they're going to look to cut him. So what? I mean, what do you mean? Um, Torian Prince. Torian Prince, that's right. Torian Prince. Torian, they gave Torian Prince Kevin Porter's locker and put Kevin Porter with the uh, – the end of the bench guys <laughs> and he wasn't Ooh. too happy with it so i don't know man you know a lot of knicks fans is asking what should we do should we take this guy on um what do you guys think mm-hmm. ash i'll start with you man what, what do you think about it i am a firm believer in your contribution to a team is not just on the court it's also in the locker room and that is why i think sometimes your talent as a player can be outshined by your contribution to the team out outside of the game yeah so for me a guy who is throwing food because he got his locker moved to me that's a red flag to me that means that when things don't go your way you tend to act out in a way that's not functional that's not you know mature that's not um something that you want in your locker room and especially when you have a locker room filled with young guys they tend to be impressionable. And if you're trying to build a culture of winning and you're trying to build a culture of accountability within the Knicks, which is something that we haven't had, a, a culture of stability also, mm-hmm. you have to be very, very careful who you implement in that locker room because that can be your detriment. And I don't know if something, and I think there's been other instances of Kevin Porter Jr., you know, outside of the game as well. I don't know how, you know, 100% factual those are, but. I don't know if bringing a guy like that in a Tibbs team is beneficial to what the Knicks are trying to build, regardless of what he can contribute on the court. I think his contributions are not that out of this world that you can't get them in another player who may not be as much as a distraction when it comes to outside of the game. So I don't know if it's some, a move that I would make. JLs, how about you, bro? Um, I, I'm not on the I don't I'm not on the no side. I'm on I'm on the look into it side because you know when you have players like that, depending on how your team is built, you can withstand that. And I feel like a lot of the guys on this team are already high character, high culture guys. So um if you add somebody like that, if you have a leader on this team who can kind of call on that, um, it could be beneficial for both teams. Um we have a guy here named Mike Woodson who who wrangled J.R. Smith, <laughs> got him to you know, all right, all right. be you know six man of the year. That's a fact. Type, the, the father figure type. I feel like that's like that's yeah. that's Mike Woodson's bag to get on these troubled players and turn them in the right way and make them you know go right. So, but I'm not saying it's a a done deal like what's bring him, but I yeah. would definitely look into it. Um, I'm not giving up anything significant. Yeah, for sure, because of, you know, what's going on there. And 
So I, I might try to do a waiver wire deal or somebody that we're going to cut anyway and just bring him in to see what it is and have him be like on a probationary type period, have him have him to prove himself and work his way up the ranks. Cause we, we, we just have, I mean, he has a lot of potential, you know, he, he looks like he can create his own shot a little bit. He looks like he can be a dynamic finisher. Yeah, yeah, he shined. He shined in some games last year. Definitely shined in some games last year for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah had like a thirty pointer. So this is something to look into. Uh, I'm not closing the door completely. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying look into it and have the Knicks and those guys do their due diligence. Yeah, I, I think with me, um, one of the things about this season that I like is that, you know, we just don't have to deal with that locker room drama. There's no egos. There's no. There's nothing for the beat writers to really, you know, fester on and, and you know, let it, you know, um, prolong the season. You know, let it go on and on and on, drag it on for the season. You know, the mellow thing is not hovering over us. No Porzingis thing. We're, we're mm-hmm. running with a clean slate. Young guys, everybody's buying into the culture so far. As you said, we have Woodson, Tibbs, Kenny Payne. It seemed like they're really fostering a very nice relationship with the young players. So I definitely um, love to see that. At the flip side, you know, I'm with you, JLS. I think you don't want to slam the door completely. You still want to do your homework just like anything else in talent acquisition. You want to see if you can buy low on something like this. And I think most importantly, I think the Knicks of all people are in the the best situation to evaluate it. Because remember, Brock Aller, their uh, capologist, just came from Cleveland. So yeah. he knows. He he was he just there up. when they drafted yeah. the kid. So he knows whether this would be a, a a worthwhile gamble. I'm sure if the Knicks are interested, he would call Kobe Alt Toby Kobe Altman, the GM of the Cavs, see what what went down and and then make an informed decision. But I think the the Knicks would be in the best place because they have that previous relationship. And if yeah. a trade were to even go down, if they were interested in trading, never know. The Cavs may even give us a deal. If that's the case, but I think they really need to investigate it. I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people put his, his personal issues out there as, as a, you know, hindrance. He's 20 years old. You know, sometimes kids, kids make mistakes. We all made mistakes when we, we were young. Doesn't mean that that's who he's going to be in the future. Right. Certainly, certainly cause no, for concern. Certainly cause for concern. But I, I still think you do your homework at the end of the day and, and uh, whatever happens, happens. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's also some other people that we can look into. I think IT is is kind of floating out there, and there's mm-hmm. a conversation that he could get, you know, find his way to New York. I personally am more in favor of signing a vet than somebody who's a lot younger, just because I think when you have veteran talent around young guys and instills a certain mentality in them, I think of what Haslam has done in so many seasons for the Miami Heat and how the guys True just story. speak so highly of him. And what he means to that team. For me, I'm a big fan of having vets in that locker room. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, you look into it. You see, you know, if he's beneficial, could he be, could he be beneficial? You look at, you know, his, in, his indiscretions and things like that. And you make a, you know, you make a um, educated mm-hmm. gander on it, if you will. But I think it's also something you have to be very, very careful about. Yeah, for the sure. chemistry of this team is clicking. I think yeah. the chemistry of what Tib is trying to create, I feel like it's it's working. And I would hate to see, although it's not a season where we're expected to do much, as we all know, we're not going to the finals, we're not number one seed, things like that. Mm-hmm. You still are developing a culture sure. and you want to be very, very careful, you know, what you put in that culture pot because yeah. sometimes you can't undo what you do. And you just got to be careful. So that That's would true. only be my concern. But if he can benefit and it was a one-time situation, then, you know, everyone deserves a second chance, especially a young kid, like you said. So. Yeah. 
True, true story, man. True story. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the closer of the night. We're going to go to Surge, and then we're going to give away the, the snapback. So if you guys have not signed up, sign up now, because as soon as Surge is done, we're going to give away the snapback, and then uh, and then we're going to wrap up for today. So let's go to him. I don't see him. What happened? Oh, here we go. Surge, the president of the Julius Randle fan club. It's only right that we close with him. Serge, how you feeling, man? CP, Jay Ellis, Ashley, what's up? Ashley, I want to thank you for bringing something that's totally foreign to Knicks fans, and that is nuance. You know, Knicks fans have no idea what nuance means, and I'm glad that you're here to bring that to this program. It makes it much better. Thank you. I want to salute Dr. King and everything that he stood for, and I hope going forward as a country – we could come together and realize his dreams for the future because that's what we need. Now, let's talk about this game situation, bro. Yo, I, I, I mean, I'm tired, bro. I'm tired of defending my nephew. I'm tired of going through this. But let's let's look at this another way, right? We live in New York City, right? And we consider ourselves gritty. We consider ourselves lunch pail, blue collar. You know what I'm saying? And we love, we love a good story, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is a story about redemption, bro. Not about me, but about a man, my nephew, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> who took on the challenge that, that broke better men. A man who walked through the fire, bro, of you savage fans trying to destroy him, the media who's trying to replace him, and, and the bright lights of, man, I got to quote my man, Microwave Square Garden, and he's bringing us hope. You know what I'm saying? Yo, how can you not like this man, bro? This man, through hard work, dedication, perseverance, bro, he's found himself on the precipice of all stardom, bro. That is a man we should all be proud of representing the orange and blue, bro, for as long as he wears them. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be a man that's going to always have my allegiance, bro. You know what I'm saying? How can you not like this dude? Y'all tried to destroy him. Y'all called him bum juice. Y'all said all this about him. And you know what? He put his head down and he grinded it. And he grinded it. And now he's showing you his talent. Yo, Knicks fans for years are crying. Oh, man, I wish we could have a star player. We don't develop no star players. I wish we could draft one. I wish we could get one. Yo, you got one that's developing right before your eyes. And you're complaining. You know what I'm saying? This is a lot of times why I don't want to call in or why I just, you know, because I can't stand listening to some of these people. You know what I'm mm. saying? It's stupid. How can you not him. respect this man's grind? Yeah. Yo, he's out there grinding, rebounding, playing hard, making passes for you. For every one of you out there, bro, trying to give you hope for this team and you disrespecting them still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, it's got to stop, bro. You know what? This is the guy that you people wanted, and he's flourishing right in front of your eyes. Now, I agree with Ari. The rebuild has to continue. You know what I'm saying? Obi, I was born and raised in Bushwick, so I love Obi. Mm -hmm. I got to root for Obi. You know what I'm saying? He's from my hood. But at the same time, trading Julius Randle before his full potential is realized would be a mistake on a Porzingian level. You know what I'm saying? In La Rosa Nostra, he ain't going to make that move. Because that's why he's in the position he's in, and that's why all the rest of you in the position you're in, because you got no say, because you don't know what you're talking about. 
Julius Randle plays the Joe Kim Noah pinch post playmaker role in Tibbs' offense, bro. He ain't yeah. going nowhere. And yeah. until somebody else could play that role in that offense, he's, you, he's here. You know what I'm saying? Stop talking about, oh, I'm going to get a first-round pick. (laughs) The only way, and that's my nephew, I would have to downgrade apartments, even though I got my eye on an apartment now that he's balling, (laughs) in Orange building, we're going to be neighbors. You're going to call me Sergio from Manhattan. (laughs) But besides that, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I lost my train of thought, son. Uh, Yeah. You should respect him. Yo, he's representing the orange and blue. He's redeemed himself in the eyes of the fans. He's made all you... Trash talkers look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, it ain't even about my redemption. It's about his. And All right, pre- appreciate respected. the call. Appreciate the call, sir. This vibe's going across the chat, man. The, 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 the chat was definitely on top of Serge's call, man. Appreciate the call, sir. He got me at Porzingian. That yeah, Porzingian won it for me. <laughs> Porzingian and, and shout out DJ Just Jordan in the chat. It's hashtag Porzingian is going off in the chat right now. <laughs> it's a lot of Porzingians going off in the chat. So appreciate Serge. Uh, yeah, he definitely wanted some smoke with Ari, man. That, that was definitely a battle of the fans build up. But yeah, listen, we, we, we get it. You know, we get it. It's a lot of people turning the corner on Julius and, and he deserves the credit. You know, he deserves a credit. He came in last year, took on the number one job, you know, faltered a lot. Fan base wanted him out of here. And and now, you know, it's his, his redemption. He's playing well, and, he, and he's leading his team to victory, and, and, mm-hmm. he's, and he's fighting. So that's all we could ask for, man. Yeah. That is it. All right, so let's give away this snapback and then wrap it up. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Let's get those likes up. Uh, part two of the Q Rich interview will be dropping tonight, so definitely stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, man. Good show. Great show, everybody. Let me set this thing up. I got to see that one night in Miami. Serge was talking about MLK Day. I got to see that one night in Miami. Yo, I, I know I'm so excited. For a second, when he said he did this for I'm you. I'm going to watch yeah. it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Are we still talking about Randall? <laughs> I'm about to watch it after this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm he's so like, excited. he did this I'm gonna for watch you. Tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna take a look tonight, man. That's, that's definitely an intriguing story. And I heard Regina King did a thing, so uh, definitely want to support that. All right, here we go. So to everybody who entered into tonight's snapback, Knicks win back to back. So we got to get back to the people. And tonight's winner is Mark Adams. Mark Adams, salute to Mark Adams. Congratulations. Uh, get in contact with us. We'll email you and get you a snapback. Congrats, Mark Adams, and and all the other winners, man. We, we give away about six or seven snapbacks already. So salute to everybody who uh, participated. And yeah, man, great show. JLS, go ahead and uh, sign out, bro. All right, man. Yo, people leaving comments like, "Yo, JLS, I didn't know you have a show. I see you on Fan TV all the time." I was like. I'm calling the time show. <laughs> <laughs> it's new. It's the hashtag new people, man. They just get hip to it. Man. So definitely check out if you didn't know. Yes, JLS has a show. It's called the Nick of Time Show on youtubecom slash Time Show. Also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Shout out to my guy Ryan G. Uh, Raw's been on a lot. Shout out to you guys, Edson and Caddy. Shout out to you guys. Also shout out to the blog at NickTimeShow.com. All the writers, Mikey, Rob. Uh, all you guys shout out to you guys and um definitely follow us on social media that is the kot show on twitter 
the Nick Time Show on Instagram, and also follow us on Facebook. Never, you always forget, man. Just get the merch too when you're there at nicktimeshow.com. Cop the merch, support your fucking guy, and yeah, shout out to everybody who, or the few people who's hitting me on the Cash App and the PayPal because the channel is down right now. But if you're still giving us um, some dough on that, it's helping out the writers and all the guys who support the Time Show. All right, that is all. Back to UCP. Yeah, sure. And Ashley, go ahead and uh, <laughs> sign out. What's up, everybody? As usual, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Ash Nicole Moss. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel, All In with Ashley Nicole. And trust the process, guys. Don't rush it. You got it. Yes. Take a breathe. <laughs> Namaste, you know? Mm-hmm. Namaste. Namaste. And yeah, that's all I got for you today. Short and sweet. All right, all right. <laughs> Appreciate you. Great show as usual. And um, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Knicks win back to back. Great show last night. Great show tonight. Uh, great win by the Knicks, man. Salute to everybody in Team Hashtag New. Uh, continue to support us. As we said, the Super Chats are greatly appreciated. Cash at Venmo or through right here through YouTube. Um, if you can't do that, there's three ways to support us for free. Hit that thumbs up button. Share these videos uh, and comment. Leave a comment even after this show, and uh, and we'll definitely get back to you. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher. And um, Q Rich, part two of the Q Rich interview. We're talking Knicks. We're talking Knuckleheads podcast. Make sure you guys tune in. And uh, it was a great time. So to Quentin Richardson for supporting. Salute to all the mods. Once again, great job. TM, Dave, everybody above the rim. Keith Sinclair, appreciate it. Let me make sure I didn't miss any um, super chats before we bounce. What's the next game? Thursday, right? Thursday against uh, Thursday against the Dubs. All right, so we got we got a little uh, we got a little time. Thursday show, yeah. Thursday show could be a watch along. We'll we'll see because they they start late. You know, post game might be late, so stay tuned for that. We'll we'll keep you posted. On what we're gonna do, but um, super chat salute to Dylan Alex. His problem with the Knicks is you guys don't know how to develop players like the Spurs do. You guys want big names to just be mediocre. Also, Randall is the only player that can consistently score 20 plus. Eh, I mean, listen, you guys did you know get the number one player in the draft and Tim Duncan, you know what I'm saying? That that, that, <laughs> that helps that helps in building a culture and developing yeah. players. I mean, let's be real, let's they be also real. had Kawhi Leonard, but yeah. He also- Let's be real, but yeah, big up Dylan, man, with Spurs yeah. fan supporting us. Um, he says Nick's not beating good teams, shooting eighteen percent from three. Uh, not not on a night like tonight. That's for sure. They got lucky that they played the Magic, but they took it. Above the rim says we have been garbage for twenty five years. Why are we complaining about our first real rebuilding year? Why not go for Porter slash DSA is not doing anything. And he also says hashtag Team Surge, logical Nick fan that I'm with. Salute Ash, Jay Ellis, CP. Salute above the rim and all the fans. We out of here. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.